Hello and welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm Scott Nickel, your host, and I'm joined this week by Travis Morgan. We're doing a live watch along Man United versus Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup. We're talking all things England squad that's been announced today. Liverpool versus Southampton Saturday. Manchester United away to Fulham. So much to talk about. Trav, how are you doing? You okay, mate? I'm good, mate. Are you? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, good. Hopefully, OB can in- can join us at some point in the next hour. Um, I'm just watching the Man United game kick off now. What is Ten Hag doing with this starting lineup? I cannot believe how strong he's gone. You know, I think that's quite rested, to be fair. I think he's rested quite a few. The two midfield boys are rested. Martial's not played a lot of football. Van der Beek's in there because obviously he's not first choice. The left back, the keeper, Maguire. I'd say I think it's I think it's quite it's quite a strong team, but it's it's definitely not our first choice team. So I think he's rested quite a few. I can see at the weekend Shaw will come back in. You'd think Martinez would come back in the keeper. The two midfielders will change. So yeah, it's very much rotated, but it's I think it's quite a strong team as well. Yeah, when I seen Martial, I thought he's got his injury problems. I thought that's quite a risk. Surely he would have saved him for Fulham. Why isn't Ronaldo there? Is he ill? I don't know. I've not seen the bench. Is he on the bench? No, he, he must be carrying an arc or must be just totally rested, to be fair. Um, I, I didn't see the pre-match press conference from Ten Hag. So, yeah, there's quite a few changes. So, yeah, it'd be intriguing. But Villa have gone with more or less a lot of the same players. They've made a few changes themselves. Young's come in, Chambers is in, um, and they've put Danny Ings in from the start. So they've obviously rested the likes of Buendia, Cash, Mings, um, the keeper, Dinya. So both sides have, have rotated tonight. So it should make for a decent game. Yeah, it should be a good game. So we'll watch that as it's unfolding. Um, Trav, the England squad. What's the surprises in? Let's kick off with the England squad, yeah? Yeah. Um, Madison's obviously in. I don't know when his last cap was or when he was called up, but it's, it's a bit like Canate getting called up for France. If you, <laughs> if you come good at the right time into form, what, two, three weeks before the selection you're in, it baffles me a little bit. But what baffles me even more is the players that are right out of form, not even playing for their club sides, and they're just shoo-ins. Obviously, I'm thinking of Maguire. I'm thinking of our own Jordan Henderson, who's not having the great this season. He's yeah. playing second fiddle to Harvey Elliott now. Obviously, Harvey Elliott don't get in. Henderson does. Um, Shaw's been playing quite a bit, so you can you can see that. Calvin Phillips yeah. has played about 20 minutes of Premier League football. Um, what are you thinking? What's your thoughts? We got a chance to win the World Cup? Nah, not for me. Um, personally, not for me. I don't think. I think England will get through the group. I don't think it will be as comfortable as many people are thinking in terms of the group. But I think if you look at the actual squad itself, I think England have picked probably the most versatile fit player. So if you take Eric Dyer, he can probably play in midfield. In in comparison to the other positions, defence and forward, I think. There's not many creative players in that midfield, and I think that will ultimately be England's downfall unless he's thinking about playing the likes of Foden and Mount in deeper areas. I just literally, the way Southgate likes to set up, I just can't see where the creativity is going to come from in the service. For Kane, obviously, you've got the likes of Saka um, and Foden, who you would expect to start in wide areas, maybe Sterling as well. I think 
it's going to be very approach dependent from Southgate. Will he be brave? Will he sort of let the shackles off and say, right, we'll play one to two midfield players and four attackers. But then if he starts going back threes and three in midfield and start trying to shut up shop, not playing, playing not to lose, then we could see a little bit of a struggle because in the group, let's be real, as much as these are like, not dark, well, the Wales games classed as probably a local international derby, but there's going to be a lot of history in terms of the USA game and Iran. They're, they're pretty much unknown to everyone. Those sides are going to look to shut up shop and nick a point against England. And we know what it's like for England against teams that try and sit back. They don't notoriously do very well in terms of breaking them down. So it's going to be very, very interesting. I think... The squad isn't great in midfield, but with the injuries and stuff, I think that's all it could pick, mate. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like you say, when you're looking at the squad, it very much looks like a, a 4 2 3 1. You probably have Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips. He's That's obviously his go to two midfielders. But how would you leave Jude Bellingham out? Connor Gallagher, is he a surprise inclusion? I think so. Yeah, I think um, he is a surprise inclusion. Like, Again, obviously, from yeah. a, a biased point of view, Harvey Elliott's doing his thing for Liverpool. Conor Gallagher's not starting for Chelsea. That's another. There's just shocks all over the squad, really. Yeah. I didn't see the Conor Gallagher one coming at all. I think, like you said, his hand's been forced with a few of the decisions that he's made. Um, the Maguire thing's just a pure loyalty exercise, isn't it? Like, he's just standing by his man. Um, so... I can see if Maguire goes, I can't see him not playing. Why would you take Maguire? He doesn't play for his club. So if he if he's in the squad, you would see him starting maybe alongside John Stones. Maguire's gonna be very rusty. I don't care who you are. Can't just go straight into international football after playing no minutes for your club. It just don't work like that. So I'm I'm staggered that Maguire is actually in the squad and is going to play. Um and John then Stones look, is not having the best time either, is he? Has John Stones yeah. been playing much? He has, but like you said, he's been a bit indifferent. So it just it, it's it, there's not many options for England. Obviously, the the injuries to Chilwell, Reese James, massive blows for England. Um, Callum Wilson's another surprise inclusion. No, Ivan Tony has been doing very well. Um, I don't know if it, um, this gambling scandal's got anything to do with it. Mm. Um, which I don't really know much about, so I'm not going to comment on that. But, um, yeah, like you said, surprise inclusions. There's lots of players I would have included or um, who haven't been, the likes of Tamori, um, Chris Smalling also having a good season, um, Tammy Abraham, again, don't play in this country, but I don't know what it is. It, whether it's the fact that they're not playing in this country or what, or what, but there's just some players who should have been given, given a, more of an opportunity, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then you look at the rest of it, you've got Ben White, who's been pr- playing right back. It's just It just feels like a patched up um, squad. And then obviously our Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's mm. so out of form at the minute. You like to think that if... Um, who's, the, who's the right back missing there? Reese James was... Yeah. Not injured, Trent wouldn't have gone. Um, no. But yeah, no, Callum, Callum Wilson's a weird one for sure, like you say. So yeah, we'll just have to see. see well, I think starting last, I think he's um, 
I don't think Trent... It depends. I think in some of the group games, Trent might play where England have got a lot of the ball. And then as the latter stages come, you might see him revert back to Trippier. But that's not to take any credit away from Trippier's offensive play because he's, he's great going forward as well, Trippier. He's a really, really solid player. Um, Obviously, applied his trade at Atletico as well. And I think he's done unbelievably well since he's um been back at... In, in the Premier League and, and I think he actually deserves to be playing it if I'm honest with you I think he probably would be nailed on for that right back spot depending on Kyle Walker's fitness I'd like to see Kyle Walker tried at centre back I think it would be the ideal time to try him probably alongside Stones but as you, as I've just already mentioned you can see Harry Maguire play, playing if he's, if he's on the plane um, midfield Bellingham you can't leave him out but it's just, again, it's it's going to be down to Southgate and what shape he chooses, Scott. Yeah, Bellingham, Rice, two in the centre, two that I'd love at Liverpool next season if we get these billionaire shake owners. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could you could argue that England have got such an easy group, so we'll probably have the the ball, the majority of the ball in all three of them games: Iran, Wales, and USA. You know what the chances are, the odds in the bookies are. We're going to pattern up all three. Everyone's going to be screaming it's coming home. Nine points from nine. Harry Maguire, three clean sheets. <laughs> you can just see people, they'll get carried away straight away. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure we'll do yeah. a couple of podcasts when, when the World Cup starts. Why not get sure. in the spirit of things? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, Man United's team tonight, obviously looking at that now, what yeah. does that mean for Fulham away on Sunday? Yeah, as I said, I think we'll ring the changes for the Fulham game. Fulham are going great guns. Um, one defeat in five, and that was narrow against Man City with that last-minute penalty. Um, so they took nicely in ninth, and they're doing a, the manager's doing a great job. Um, Mitrovic scoring plenty of goals. I always think when you come up from the championship, you just need one reliable goal scorer who's going to keep you in the league. And I think Mitrovic is that guy. He's, he's been around the block. We all know about him. He's been in the Premier League before. And he's just he's just a nasty... He's one of them players you just hate to play against him as a centre-back because you just wouldn't get a moment's peace. He's not got blistering pace, but he's just so rough, physical, everything that Lindelof hates. So I don't really... He, I, I was really just going to say he's going to rag Lindelof around, isn't he? Like I don't want to be seeing Lindelof in it. I know. It might be a Maguire game. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see like how we deal with Mitrovic because we do struggle in um, physical and aerial duels. So that's going to be one to watch for Sunday. But um, again, Fulham is going to be tough playing three days um, before the game as well, Fulham would have had a, 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 a um, more or less a week off unless they did. They play in the AFL Cup yesterday. Um, I'm not sure. I don't check. know. But I know all the London clubs bar Charlton Athletic are out. I yeah. saw that today, so they're definitely not in the competition. They may have played last night or Tuesday, but yeah, they've certainly had more rest than us. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be an interesting game, similar to. Not the Villa game in, in approach because Fulham, I think Fulham will have a go against us. Um, and, and rightly so because they're, they're in a really, really good position. It's a game that it's not a must-win game for them. They can go out and express themselves. It's the game before the World Cup. So I think it, it, it makes for an entertaining game. Craven Cottage tight pitch as well, which will suit Fulham um, because they'll want to get in our faces a lot. 
on and make and make the atmosphere hostile. Yeah, definitely. I'm just looking at the Man United team now. Um, so playing Sunday could easily be Martial, Fernandez, Rashford, Fred would join Casemiro. So that's four. Dallow five. Lindelof six. Or Maguire. So yeah, you've got six potential starters there for Sunday. I think this is a massive risk for for Ten Hag tonight. But again, he's a he's a foreign manager coming in, so you don't know in um, in the Dutch league all the cups might be is revered is the league. So he, he's just going for everything. So it might come back to bite him on the arse, and it might not. And he knows the players. You know what I mean? Like he he'll know who, what players need rest and what players can probably play 60 minutes tonight, what players can play the full game. Um, like you said, all the sports science that they've got in football and stuff now, you would like to think that um, that they wouldn't take any unnecessary risks. Um, I know Rashford played in the last game, but he, I think he rested in, in the week before um, in, in the Europa League game and stuff. So it's, it's going to be interesting on Sunday. Like I said, well, it's a game where we definitely need three points going into the World Cup off the back of that Villa defeat. And more important, importantly, I think we need a, a big performance as well, a bigger weight performance as well to sort of like revitalise the fan base again um, after that defeat at Villa because that just was a little bit of a sucker punch, caught everyone cold. So we need to go out there and just sort of show what we're made of. I can see you're a bit worried. I can hear it in your voice, Trav. You've, <laughs> lost, you've lost a bit of your sparkle. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried about this game. <laughs> I mean, they've taken points off you. They narrowly lost away at Arsenal and City. They're dangerous for them, do you know what I mean? And, and they, they had Andres Pereira, who was at United as well. Um, one of those really good, honest players. He was just always very low in the pecking order and didn't quite have enough quality, but... Now he's got a manager that believes in him, trusts him, play, and he's playing all the time. He's seen some really good performances from him. And they've got some good players. Um, so I think it, we're in for a really, really tough afternoon on Sunday. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Um, but I just hope by hook or by crook, we, we manage to get um, victory. Imagine you have two defeats heading in at the World Cup. I would love that. Where's I know my, you would. Where's my, <laughs> Kevin, where's my Kevin Keegan headphones? <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> I will love that. <laughs> I won't. I know. It, it, yeah, I know. It, it, it could quite easily happen, though, if we're not on our method. Like, it really can. Like, oh, I easy. Like, as, soon as, as soon as you said you were away, I thought, hello. I know. They've already, they've already taken points off you, haven't they? Which, yeah. which isn't really a surprise, to be fair. A lot of, a lot of teams <laughs> but like you say, they could have got a point last week against City. That was at yeah. City, wasn't it? Yeah, they were very unlucky. Obviously, the last-minute penalty given away. Um, but yeah, they they will take a lot of points off teams this season, especially at home. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I, I think Mitrovic will score. I do think we'll concede, and I'm gonna just say two-one United. I'm gonna say we're gonna edge it. Um, again, we're not scoring a lot of goals. But I just think it's important that we go ahead in this game. We can't afford to fall behind like the Villa game because it, it will be a real uphill task for us, especially with the legs and the tiredness kicking in. And if we can just get over the line, get three points, stay in the mix for this top four and kick on again after the World Cup. Yeah. Your head will be in bits if you don't. 
if you have two defeats. Yeah, it'll be a long month. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll just, I'll be like, forget the World Cup. I just want the Premier League back. But you'll be yeah. ready for that big reset, won't you? No, I'll be ready for that, mate. But no, hey, I, heading into the big reset, like <laughs> like Liverpool. <laughs> but it, it's mad to have the World Cup at the time it is. I mean, I was quite dubious about having a World Cup at this time, thinking, ah, oh, this and that, and it's rotten, what, isn't it? Yeah, and what sort of impact it'll have on the squad. But, you know, once we get into it, it'll be great to have four games on a day. Do you know what I mean? Watching it, little bits at work, and then you're coming over and you're looking forward to the evening game. And that it'll be great once it gets in full swing. And there's some good groups as well. Yeah. Um, you've got Portugal, Portugal, Ghana, South Korea in one group. Really tough group. Um, and then you've got the Brazil group with Serbia. And there's going to be some big hitters going out quite early as well, but I'm sure we'll analyse that on another show. Yeah, absolutely. So, score predictions for Sunday, you're saying 2-1? Two, 2-1 one. Two, one United. Uh, I'm going to go for one each. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully you drop. I don't think you'll lose, but I'm hoping you drop, and I think you might drop, especially off the back of tonight. Um, is there any injury updates? Who's back from injury? Obviously, Fernandez was only suspended, so he's back tonight. He'll be back Sunday. Anthony? Dalo, uh, no, Anthony. No, I don't think he'll be back. Dalo's suspended. Oh, is he? Yeah, so right back's going to be interesting because Wan-Bissaka hasn't kicked the ball all year. Is so, he fit, though? Um, I think so. Yeah. As far as I know. So and Brandon Williams is a long term injury for us. So right back could be Lindelof with Maguire centre back, which is makeshift, to say the least. I'm not again, I would not be looking forward to that. I don't know what other options we've actually got for right back, unless Malassia can shoe on his way in, in, in at one of the full back positions. Really, really worrying. And and, and Ten Hag's spoken quite a lot about needing right back cover. He likes Dallow. But similar to Shaw, I think he wants somebody who can compete with Dallo for his place. So I think right a right back incoming in, in this in the summer is going to be very important with the imminent departure of Wambasaka. So yeah, right right back is a worry. I'd expect Ericsson to come back in. And then the front line it will be very mixed, um, depending on what happens with Martial tonight. I'd expect Rashford to keep his place. Sancho not involved again don't know what he's going to be like for sunday we'll have to see the press conference maybe early saturday morning so it's going to be a push against a race against time mm. is, sure. is um is dallo leaving on a free then has he been offered a new contract he will be offered a new contract yes mm. um i don't i'm not sure he's got a lot of interest from clubs but i don't know if the clubs are big enough bigger than united the clubs coming in i think Barcelona came in um, vaguely. There'll be interest with the season he's having. He's having a tremendous season and he's really stepped up. He's someone that I've always personally had faith in. I've always liked him as a player. Um, but I, I know he divided opinion before this season, but he's become a little bit of a fan's favourite. Fans are loving him wanting, him, wanting him tied down to this new deal. And I'm confident he will get a new deal. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at your bench now. You've obviously got Casemiro, De Gea, you got Alanga, Eriksson and Garnacho. Do you think that's anything to do with Sunday? Garnacho start again. Martinez, Shaw. They're the, the other two of note on the bench. Yeah. He likes Garnacho a lot. I think, yeah, without a doubt, if 
if Anthony and Sancho aren't involved, I can see Garnacho keeping his place. For sure, he deserves it. I think he's been really good in the last couple of games. The only one, I think he's one of the only ones that could have walked away from that Villa game with any sort of credit. He, he gives 100% all the time. He's still raw, but he's got a lot of quality. He's already got off the mark in the Europa League. And I think it's only a matter of time before he starts scoring in the league, to be fair. He's got that much quality. So, yeah, I could really see him keeping his place. Yeah. Nice one. Um, mm. So, yeah, on to Liverpool. Liverpool, Southampton. All this takeover talk seems to have died down a bit after the the t- mad 24 hours. I'm not sure if it was just a David Ornstein, a lazy, bored journalist just pumping up a, a story. And then yeah. FSG shut it down saying, look, we've always said that we're in for some shareholders or anything. So I don't know what's happened to that, but it's hopefully there's a, a bit of calmness around the club again. And we head into Southampton um, in a really how good... Did the, how, how, how did the fan base feel about that news coming out? I think the majority, they've always said that owners don't back Jurgen Klopp enough. They've made... Some big errors, obviously, glaring errors in, in the fans' eye, eyes with um, the European Super League trying to introduce £90 match tickets when they built the new stand. All that got rebuffed by the fans' protests. Um, they tried to trademark the word Liverpool, the city of Liverpool. Obviously, that didn't down, go down well. So, but obviously they've stabilised us. They've they've built two new stands. We've won the league. We've won the European Cup. It probably is more a case of not FSG out like the Glazers, but just very much thanks for everything. But it's time to go, Claude AFTV type thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Now that the Ferrara's died down and I've relaxed a little bit, I don't. I don't think a purchase is incoming where they're going to buy the club and it's going to be a takeover. I fully believe uh, an investment of shareholding won't help us at all. I don't understand how it could help us. But we'll we'll wait and see. Um, Have you gone flat already? You were giving it to me. <laughs> that would be us next season, 200 mil. You know what I'm like, mate. I'm, I'm bordering <laughs> bipolar. I'm either up there or I'm down there. Um, He's gone already, mate. Little so, bit of LeBron yeah, like, James, little bit of LeBron James short change thrown in there. <laughs> that'll be it. That'll be it done. If it happens, it happens. Let let, let the good times roll. Um, but obviously, it's I've read a few. The stadium seats painted again. That's it. Repainted yeah. the stadium. <laughs> well, I don't know. When you see it, you know you don't want to be state owned by states that murder people and all that. So I don't know. Sometimes it's better the devil, you know. So I'm just going to sit back. It doesn't matter what I say. It's going to happen or not. It's for owners, ain't it? Like, let's be real. Owners can never win. Like, football is a sport that's for the people. Do you know what I mean? No matter what. No matter what angle or approach you look at, it's always for the people. And the supporters do come first. Do you know what I mean? And you can never satisfy all sections of the support. And and this is... this um. This basically showed that with this news being announced, there were so many different angles and views from lots of different sections of the Liverpool fan base of how they actually wanted this to go. And I think what then people 
try and do is like involve morals in in the situation and and think that they they're making a better decision because of how they want to want it to go. Some some fans just want like the the Rick Abu Dhabi owners to just pump two hundred million in or the every season and build a super team some people are like no look at where they're getting that money from and the, the thing is there's no right or wrong i don't i don't necessarily think when it comes to this and the the owners have the right to make the decision that they want to make do you know what i mean they've put you in a very good position they bought the club um for a few hundred million and it's worth billions now do you know what i mean you can't really grumble with the service that that they've given you but the fans oh, I, can. Were... <laughs> I can grumble <laughs> Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, in some respects. Yeah, but I know what you mean. We're on a we're on a good footing. We're we're stable. We're the envy of a lot of clubs in the way they're run compared to us. So, like like I say, it is a bit. Thanks for everything, but let's see let's see what something else is like. It's time for a change. Hmm. Um, but yeah, things, it's, it's, everything's got a shelf life, don't it? Like oh, things of course. Being the owners, like you said, they're probably just. They've left it. They're going to leave it in a good position for the next ownership. I personally do think, like, over the next few years, I'm I'm not just saying this as well because I want it to happen, but I think you'll see the ownership and and Klopp probably over a three year span probably won't be at Liverpool. Yeah, and it will change. It does, doesn't it? It always changes. It does change. It does change. And, and you wonder how long Pep's got left because he's just going to dominate this league until he leaves. Do you know what I mean? He, he, dom- he did it the same in the Spanish league um, with Barcelona. And I, and I know everyone was like, oh, well, he had Messi and all that. But he created a monster. Do you know what I mean? Half the team was out of his B team that he promoted to the A team. He, he had all of those players playing in his academy, like your Iniesta's and stuff like that. He didn't buy any of those players. He added his little Busquets and stuff like that. But Pep's just that good that I think the the league sort of has to wait until he goes, really, to make it a little bit even. And it was the same with Fergie when he was at United. So, yeah, the interesting thing for Liverpool is what's going to happen over the next 18 months at the club. But I think you're, you're in a good position generally, mate, mm-hmm. to be honest. And uh, like we say, everything can change quickly. Who'd have thought Roman Abramovich would have been sold up and gone? You know, you thought yeah. he was here for 50 years his whole life, didn't you? So... Anything can happen, but but yeah, look, the, the thing is, it it hasn't affected anything to do inside the club. Hopefully, not judged by last night. Obviously, winning the game on penalties was was good for the young lads, good for the club to get through to the next round, defending yeah. the the cup that we won last year. So yeah, very much looking forward to Southampton. We've had some morale boosts, obviously, with Allison and Fabinho included in the Brazil squad, Trent included in the England squad, Canate included in the France squad. So, yeah, things are looking good, and it's it's coming nice. And obviously, we've got Southampton Saturday. Have Southampton yeah. appointed a manager? Who's, did I see Nathan yeah, Jones? Luton, Luton's manager. I think, I think they've more or less agreed, or it's, I'm not sure. I don't think it's done quite yet, but they've agreed. He's agreed to take over, I believe. Great. Um, you know what this means, don't you? The Unai Emery new manager bounds. <laughs> Incoming, mate. They're going to be playing out of the skin for the new gaffer, fighting for the players, aren't they? Yeah, they have appointed Jones. Nathan Jones has been appointed. And there's just something about Southampton against Liverpool. They feel like they're a bit of a bogey club to us. I hope I'm not jinxing it. 
to myself yeah. and I'm doing this to myself, but sometimes I see it. It's Che Adams, isn't it? Yeah, Che Adams, yeah. Uh, Ward Prowse with his free kicks. It's just like, I don't want none of that on Saturday. So, um, But yeah, it's going to be very much, the, the side is going to be pretty much unchanged. Mm. We haven't got anyone new back from injury. Jotter and Diaz are still out. So's Matip. Oxlade Chamberlain played last night in from I didn't watch it myself. I had a bit of a date night with the missus, but I read the the reports and he he done himself no favors. Oxlade Chamberlain is full blown Joe Cole washed finished. Mm. So he's not going to force his way into the team on Saturday. So it'll be very much the same. Kanate and Van Dyke, which fingers crossed that'll be the centre back pairing for the whole season now. Trent will be buzzing with his call up, I'm sure. Robertson at left back. And the usual Fabinho, Thiago and Harvey Elliott. That feels a bit weird saying that now, that Harvey Elliott is the usual. Like He's firmly ousted Henderson from the it's team. Important. It's an important game though for you, isn't it? You've got to go and back up the Spurs results. Oh, I think every, every time you've won a game, I think you've dropped points in the next. Have, mm. you, have you won two on the spin? I yeah. Think on the spin once like you beat Newcastle and I think you might have won beat West Ham no it was Man City then West Ham that was it while I was on holiday yeah Um, but yeah I'm pretty sure that's that's the only two we've won in a row but it's we've got this and then we've got quite an easy game when we come back I was reading that in the article today um Boxing Day, and it's pretty much saying we win Southampton. You know what? It's like looking too far ahead. It's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but beat beat Southampton, and then who have we got on Boxing Day? Away to Villa, and Unai Emery, and um, that's half five on Boxing Day. So that'll be a big one. And then we're home to Leicester. So really, we've got it's three games isn't it? there. Yeah, two home, one away to Villa. It's home to Leicester. We've got an opportunity for nine points there. And we can just hopefully get back to some sort of form that we've seen in the last three or four years. But I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. On the Super 6, I've done 3-0 Liverpool. And we know what that's like. I'll be turning this into a short on uh, on Saturday night. <laughs> you come out with the most bizarre score like score prediction. you go with your heart and not your head you're just like oh, yeah, yeah. smashing my back now and then it just comes back to haunt you just even if you think you're gonna win three four nil just just keep it at two nil just, just see one nil one nil <laughs> just until Liverpool get start getting ahead of steam but no three nil fair enough like I said new manager so if any if anything it's a good time to play them because it, I know they'll have a new manager bounce, but the manager's not had a lot a lot of time to work with these players. He, he's come through the door today, so he will have had two training sessions max of what he expects from them. I think you'll see that the players showing a lot of fight and stuff, but tactically they're not they're not really going to know how they want to approach the game, or it's all new to them. So if there's a time to play Southampton at home, it's perfect. So you've got to go out there and and perform like you did against Spurs. And really take control of the game early and, and go and get those three points. That's what you gotta do. Like you said, points on the board. I think the performance um at this stage, just one game before the World Cup for you, is by the by really. I think it's just about getting those those important three points and keep get, putting yourself back in the mix for that top four race because you can do it definitely if you if you win the next few games. Yeah, everyone's gonna want to head into this World Cup with three points. Under the belts, aren't they? What, 
it'll it'll almost haunt Man United and Liverpool if we don't grab the three Saturday Sunday. So I just hope we haven't jinxed it. And I felt like you were really hammering in that jinx there. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it'll make you feel flat, won't it? Because you yeah. just think play again for a month and the last game we played we got beat and you're just thinking ah you'd be so frustrated throughout the whole duration of the cup like enjoying the games but in the back of your mind you'll just be thinking i just want the games back we've got forest as well boxing day um at old trafford which is another tough game they beat spurs in the efl cup yesterday didn't they at home apparently really well so and arsenal got dumped out as well didn't they um, yeah. And Arsenal went quite strong as well, didn't they? I seen Saliba mm. play, didn't he? Did he? Did he play? Yeah. I know there were quite a few kids in like in because he scored, um, and a few other, a few of the other fringe players played. But Brighton, like, Brighton have got a chance in that competition if they go strong. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of the so-called top six teams are going to rest, and a couple of them went out. Obviously, Chelsea went out to City. You've got City who are going to be strong. Liverpool can go strong in that competition whenever they want. Um, I know we've won the EFL Cup. The last time we won that was under Mourinho, which was a few years ago now. But we don't normally do unbelievable in that competition. Now. We we've been we normally get first-rounded, to be fair. So that could happen tonight. We'll see. We'll have to see. Um, but, yeah, you're looking at City, Liverpool... Um, and then probably next Brighton with the teams left who, who've got a good chance in that competition. Yeah, absolutely. I did. Uh, I was on my mate's stream the other night and I did say this is a banana skin for Arsenal purely because Brighton are not going to get top four and they're not going to get relegated. So why wouldn't they go strong and go for a cup run? Hmm. So I did predict they would put Arsenal out and there you go. I'm right again. I never, I think never get tired of being right. Yeah, I think teams who haven't necessarily got ambitions or the quality to get top four should be putting their strongest teams out in the cup. I get they want to save fresh legs and if there's a, an imminent game, but why would Brighton, for example, not want to win the EFL Cup? It'd be a great competition for them to win, do you know what I mean? Even as mad as it sounds for United, do you know what I mean? Like, we're not winning leagues and Champions Leagues. We're not even in the Champions League. That I think Tanag, if he can get any sort of cup under his belt in his first season, it'll go down great. I think for Arteta, it was a little bit of a catalyst, him coming in, winning the FA Cup. It sort of gives you a cushion as a manager to say, I've got the quality to go and win trophies. Um, and then you can and you can build on that. And it's a good stepping stone. So I think for Ten Hag, like, that's probably why he's played quite a few first-team players tonight, because he probably wants to do well in the competition. Yeah, get back a bit of momentum. Yeah. Um, so when's the, when's the next round draw? I was Sorry. just about to ask you that. I was going to say score prediction um, for Liverpool and when is the next round draw? The draw will probably be after tonight's game. must be game. after tonight's game. Yeah. And score prediction for Liverpool, I think 2-0 um, Liverpool. To be honest, I think 2-0. Yeah, I think you'll just have too much for them. Um, Southampton, new manager. They're going to be really, really under pressure to perform for the new manager and I just think Liverpool off the back of that Spurs win should should have a lot of confidence everyone rested in the week as well I can't see anything but a Liverpool win said that last time and you lost to Leeds but <laughs> I, think, I hope you're right <laughs> yeah I think, 
you think you'll have too much for him. You've been guilty of over-egging us as well, but I'm pretty sure that was to jinx us and it's worked a couple <laughs> of times. So um, We're calling this a live watch-along. We're going to sign off soon because nothing's happening. Has anything happened from what you've been watching? Um, it looks a, a pretty tepid affair. Um, yeah, pretty dead. If anyone's watching, I always forget to say at the start of the stream, give us a like. And if you're new to the channel, give us a subscribe. Trav, are we going to try and do a live match reaction 6.30 Sunday night after the Man United Fulham game? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when we'll be next on. We'll talk about Liverpool, Southampton on Sunday. I'm sure OB will be joining us then. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you all then. Trav, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll see you in the next one. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Bye.